This is Just Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Colby Olson, joined here, as always, by my beautiful co-host, Clayborn Snowden, a.k.a. Clay. All right, we left off last episode, Clay, where we broke down the top 10 outfielders. You left off talking about Randy Rosarena and how there was a guy on the board past top 10, past Randy Rosarena, that you would be easily taking over Randy Rosarena. So I'm going to throw it right over to you to answer who that is. Yeah, it's Luis Robert with the White Sox, a player who's also struggled with injuries like we've touched on with Mike Trout in the last episode, but um, a player with freakish tools. Um, I wouldn't say he's actually like even approached his ceiling yet, um, and the injuries are so tough to say, okay, well, is that going to affect his ceiling, or is he going to get injured again, or you know, what do you actually think about Luis Robert? Well, this is a guy with 20-20 type if not higher than 2020 type potential, right? 12 home runs last year, 98 games with 11 stolen bases. Um, He's cut his strikeouts each year against smaller sample size due to injury each year, only 19% last year in 98 games. Um, Just a player that I'm willing to bet on because of the athletic ability and what we've seen in limited playing time. Um, 117 max exit velocity. This guy can crush the ball as well. Uh, but yeah, a guy who I think has higher upside than Randy Rosarina, maybe not the same floor due to his injury concerns, but would love to hear what you have to think about him. Luis Robert, and and I have to note here, Clay, that it's not Luis Robert anymore. It's Luis Robert Jr. Um, he's actually changed that. His dad wanted him to change it. Um is the report that's what I was told? What happened? He's gone 22 years and just not been junior. And maybe just, he know, was growing up, like and when time. he made the league, he wasn't. I don't know, but he changed it now. It's it's listed as that on fan graphs. It wasn't didn't used to be that way. Um, but you know, Luis Robert really is a curious case, Clay, because a couple reasons. Like COVID was one reason that he's an interesting case because he just kind of had to make the leap to the majors as a 22 year old and was still really not a finished product yet. He kind of held his own through 56 games of that shortened season, had a 99 WRC plus hit 233, struck out 32% of the time. Like he wasn't ready. That was clear. He needed another year, but it, it just wasn't possible. So that kind of, I think stunted his growth a little bit um, as it did everybody's, but you know, it's always tough having to make that leap. Then 2021, he gets hot immediately out of the gate. He hit 338 with 13 home runs and a 20% strikeout rate. Um, and then he gets hurt, right? He had a 155 WRC plus in those 68 games. Like it was a ridiculous string of games there. And it showed who Luis Robert can be at his very best. Um, now, last year, coming into last year, he was being drafted you know, as a top 20 pick, like you really had to spend a second round pick to get Luis Robert. Now, Luis Robert is being taken as a top 50 pick right around ADP 40, 46, 47 right now. Um, to me, Clay, it almost feels like this is this is Luis Robert. It's not a last chance because there's no such thing as a last chance for a 25 year old. But like it feels like it, it, this season needs to be the year that we see Luis Robert really take that next step 
And that could be a couple different ways. It could be staying on the field for a full season in center field. Um, but it can also be, you know, producing at that superstar level that we've seen Luis Robert play at before. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, to kind of like not answer, but to to go along with what you were saying about, you know, why take him over a guy like Randy Arosa, right? It's because the ceiling is really that of a, you know, he really could be a 30-30 guy if he wanted to be. I don't know if he has 30 steals in him. Um, he hasn't stolen, you know, at that rate at the major league level. He stole 11 in 98 games. Most projection systems have him between 13 and 18 stolen bases this year. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, at his best, he's a 300 hitter with 25 home run power, 20 stolen base upside. Um, like it, it's it's a it's a high upside profile. I just yeah. don't know if I'm going to be the one to bite on it because I just don't want to end up with like another Byron Buxton on my team that just can't stay on the field. Yeah. And just to clarify, you know, I had a similar situation with Mike Trout on the last episode. We're talking about value here. So like Mike Trout top 20, I'm not rolling the dice there, but Luis Robert, you know, later in the draft, top 50 around there, I'm more willing to roll the dice. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I I, I totally get you there. Um, you know, we, we were going to do this as kind of a rankings episode, Clay, but I think we should just go down the list here. I didn't even really preface this episode, what we were doing anyway. So maybe I'll do that right now real quick. We're just going to be breaking down the guys that are ranked between 11 and 20, but I think we should just go down ADP board and just kind of assess the board. Um, yeah. So we just started with Luis, Luis Robert, who's ranked, you know, Right now, ADP 47, Randy Rosarena was ADP 38, so below him. Um, the next guy on the list is Cedric Mullins at ADP 50, so right behind Luis Robert. And Cedric Mullins, just to give you a, a brief background, and then we'll get into chatting about him. In 2021, he jumped onto the scene. Um, he stopped switch hitting. He's left side only now. He went 30-30 in 2021, which was just really out of nowhere he struck out 18.5% of the time and he hit 291 in that season like it was crazy he put up six war he jumped onto the scene and then last year was being drafted again very high um people had high hopes and for the most part i think people got what they paid for maybe they were expecting more power he only hit 16 home runs last year but he did put up 89 runs that's what he's going to give you 64 rbi he's not going to be an rbi guy in this orioles lineup um, but he's still 34 backs. Like, I almost feel like you can't be that upset with what Cedric Mullins gave you last year because he did put in the steals. He's still at 258, sprinkled in some some home run production, and 89 runs is is fine. Um, so now he's being taken ADP 50, Clay. What is your opinion on Cedric Mullins going this year? Like, is there more in this tank, or or is 16 home runs and 34 stolen bases, like, kind of the maximum what you're going to get? Yeah, I, I'm kind of out on him. I, I wasn't really ever in on him to begin with. I think he's a fun baseball player, but um, the ISO dropped from 228 in 2021 to 145 last year. I just don't think he has that type of power that um, can really uh, you know change your lineup. Um, 4.9 barrel percentage was half of what it was in 2021. 36% hard hit rate. Um, I would draft him if I had no speed elsewhere and I just kind of needed some guaranteed speed. Cause I do think he's going to run a lot. I do think he'll get the stolen bases. I don't picture him as the guy that's going to have the same average that he did when he hit 291. That's just, 
not the type of player that I see in him. So overall, I think he's a fine player. I'm not selecting him in the 50s. I I wouldn't even select him. I mean, more or less, someone's going to select him before I would be willing to select him. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, it's not a guy that I'll probably end up with because uh, someone else will take him before I'm going to take him. But yeah, just to backtrack there, Clay, 291 in 2021. But yeah, 272 expected batting average in that season, even last year, 258 average, a 232 expected batting average. Again, this is a guy that has a lot of speed. So we've seen speedsters outperform those expected metrics. And, you know, it makes sense. But the other thing that I wanted to bring up before we move on is you mentioned the barrel rate dropping from 8.1 to 4.9%. The hard hit rate didn't really drop. So that tells me that the balls that he's hitting hard are not optimal, right? He's not hitting good line drives hard, not good fly balls hard. But for a guy that's so fast, his average um, launch angle of 17.4 seems really high. Like I I, I go on and on on this show about how I would like guys to hit the ball in the air, right? That's what's optimal. But it almost seems like Cedric Mullins like hits a lot of bad pop flies. A 13.5% infield fly ball rate feels really high to me. And a 38.7 yeah. ground ball rate almost feels low. Like I would almost like him to hit the ball on the ground a little bit more. Use that speed, get on base, get stolen bases. Um, because his 7.7% home run per five ball rate seems about what we're going to see from him. And it's what he's done pretty much for his entire career. Like the 15.5% home run per five ball rate we saw in 2021 from Mullins was definitely a red flag. It was definitely a red flag. And then it's why he doesn't have 30 home run power. But I guarantee you this, Clay. Cedric Mullins is going to be that guy. You're going to be at a bar. You're going to be somewhere. You're going to be at a friend's place. And there's going to be a baseball trivia question. It might even be on Jeopardy. And it's going to be list the last five guys to have a 30-30 season or something (laughs) like that. And the one guy you're going to forget is Cedric Mullins. I guarantee it. Like, I really guarantee that. Um, But yeah, let's move on to the next one down the list here. Let's get to a more fun player, in my opinion, to talk about. Kyle Schwarber is being taken ADP 50 right now. And that might be a bargain. It really might be a bargain, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Clay, last year, Kyle Schwarber, 46 home runs, 100 runs, 94 RBIs. And oh, by the way, guess actually, do you know this? How many steals did, did Kyle Schwarber have last year? You know? Um, eight. Nine. He had 10 stolen bases. This is a guy that had never stolen more than four bases in his career. And the Phillies said, yeah, Schwarbs, you're actually a really smart baseball player. I think you can steal some bags. And he stole 10 bags last year, which is like pretty, pretty incredible. He only got, he only got thrown out once. Like smart base runner. You don't need to be fast to steal bases all the time. You just need to be smart and big, I guess. Um And here's another thing, Clay. Like he only hit 218 last year, which I think is one of the reasons that his um his value isn't crazy, but he had a, an expected 237 batting average. He hit 266 in 2021. Like I think that Kyle Schwarber should have an average above 218 this year. Like I'd put him in that 235 to 250 range if I had to guess. Um, but this is a guy that hits the ball really really hard. A 54.4 percent hard hit rate last year. A max exit velocity of 115. Um, and he hits the ball in the air. Like I. Don't really know what else you want from, I mean, like this is the perfect mix that, I mean, not even mix. Like this is your guy. If you haven't gotten like 
too much power in those first rounds. Like you may be focused on speed and average in those stats. Like Kyle Schwarber is a great guy to get in that fourth, fifth, sixth round area. That's just, he's going to be your masher. He's going to be your home run RBI producer. And oh, by the way, he might like sneak in there with five to seven steals. I don't know about 10. Like that just seems a lot, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, And if you're wondering if that home run power is real or not, um, he had 32 in 2021 in 113 games. And his ISO is actually 288, which is 0.02 lower than what it was in 2022. So if you ask me, I mean, he's a legit power hitter. This isn't some fluke where, oh, maybe he got lucky on a few. Like, no, like he has that type of power, that type of game-changing power. I'm definitely a player I'm interested in. Walks a good amount if that affects your league. Does strike out a decent amount. Um, so you will have to live with that, but 46 pumps, I don't care. 46 pumps, and here's another reason to back that up, and we'll move on, Clay. He, you know what's crazy? His fly ball rate in 2021, 40.9%. Last year, 51.1% fly ball rate. That is a crazy jump, but if there was one guy that I could choose in the league to have a fly ball rate about 50%. I mean, Kyle Schwarber might be that one guy that I choose because he had a 24% home run per fly ball rate. You're hitting more fly balls. You're going to hit more home runs. And that's exactly why Kyle Schwarber made that jump from being a 32 home run hitter in 2021. Well, that was in 113 games, right? But the crazy thing about Kyle Schwarber is I think there's more. Like, I I wouldn't be shocked to see Kyle Schwarber hit 50. 55 like he has that much power that he could do it so Kyle Schwarber I think we're both in on him I think that's a guy that we're, we're both in on if you need some power um, added to your game all right Clay let's move on to Adolis Garcia Texas Rangers outfielder um, this is Adolis Garcia is a fantasy juggernaut more than he is a real life juggernaut and that's not to say he's not a good real life player 3.8 war last year 3.3 war in 2021. Um, he has a lot of defensive value, but at the same time, he's not an elite real life hitter. And by that, I mean, he had a 99 WRC plus in 2021. He had a 112 WRC plus last year. Um, but what he does do is provide a lot of fantasy value. 27 home runs last year, 25 stolen bases. He added 101 RBIs and 88 runs with a 250 average, which is about league average. But all of those counting stats are ridiculous. Like, is this a guy that you're maybe not targeting, but like if he falls kind of like right where his ADP is, you're just kind of fine taken because he's got those counting stats. Yeah, and I would definitely take him. After exploding onto the scene in 2021 and everyone's favorite waiver wire pickup, um, to give you an idea of just how hot he was, I flipped him for Vlad in 2021 at one point with, with somebody else in the trade. Like, that's how hot he was. And it came down to earth some. Bounced back last year with a pretty nice season now he improved his um walk percentage by you know one percentage point cut down the k's by a couple of percentage points but overall across the line showed slight improvements and like you mentioned in wrc plus went from 99 to 112 i think he became a better player last year the projection systems have him around 20 steals if you watch him play he's a pretty aggressive player and the way that we've already seen i know it's just spring training but how teams are becoming more aggressive with stolen bases with the type of base changes, I definitely think he's going to have more than 20 stolen bases. I, I bet money on that. I'll definitely take in the over on that. 
um, just because of how aggressive he is. And he is a, a, a pretty good base runner. So um, a guy who should have over 25 home runs, I'm going to say over 20 stolen bases. The average might I, I'm I'm thinking he can I be think it's just is what it is, right? Like yeah. I'm not even gonna try to predict it, but he's hit 243 in 2021, 250 in 2022. Like if he's a 250 hitter, I don't think it matters at all. Like the counting stats here are what you're going for. And Clay, I, I might I really might take Adolis Garcia over Luis Robert just because I I know the floor here is higher. Um, I know who's hitting in front of Adoles Garcia. And if you didn't know who it is, I mean, dude, you have Marcus Simeon hitting in front of you. You have Corey Seager hitting in front of you. And you have Nate Lowe hitting in front of you. So, like, it's three elite hitters hitting in front of you. It, you're guaranteed, guaranteed RBIs, right? He's going to hit fourth in this Rangers lineup. Plenty of opportunities there. I'm taking him, you know, probably above his draft price. Like, his ADP right now is 57, which seems like honestly way too high. I think you can you can comfortably grab him like ADP 45 in like typical five by five leagues. I think that's that's about right. Even in a points league, I think it's fair too. Yeah. Um. All right, Clay. We're moving on to I think my favorite player um, on this list, and. It might even be a guy that I'm taking again over Luis Robert, but I, I I'm just gonna stop bringing up Luis Robert. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna piss people off if I keep doing that. Um, but he plays on the same team as Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, another former top prospect who again has dealt with his own injury history. Right, he only played 84 games last year. He played 55 games in 2021, and you know, a guy that can't get out of his own way in the outfield. Like, but rejoice. Because Elo Jimenez is not going to be playing in the outfield much anymore. He He's locked down this DH role now that Jose Abreu's gone. Andrew Vaughn can finally move into an everyday first base role. It just works out well for everybody. Jose Abreu leaving, right? Eloy Jimenez, Clay, in the second half last year, went absolutely ballistic. He played 11 games at the beginning of the season, and then he got hurt. He comes back on July 6th. So I'm just going to... I'm going to give the guy a couple weeks, right? I'm going to omit his first two weeks back, and I'm just going to take his second half numbers because this is basically the full sample for his, you know, when he was actually healthy last year. Second half last year, he hit 323 with 14 home runs and a 169 WRC+. He had a 55% hard hit rate and was legitimately one of the best hitters in the second half last year. I believe he had the sixth highest second half WRC plus. So this is a guy, Eloy Jimenez, that if he stays on the field, he's not going to be playing the outfield anymore. He just has to hit. Should be, to me, a lock for 30 home runs. Should be, to me, a lock for 100-plus RBIs. And should be, to me, a lock for an average above 300. He doesn't strike out that much. And the balls he does put in play um, are great contact, right? He had a 14.7% barrel rate. He had a 266 expected batting average, but a 295 average last year. And then in 2020, he was well above his expected batting average. Like, I think this guy is a guy that can hit 300. I Yeah, and I think the floor of his average is around 260. Like, I, I don't think he's going to be one of those guys who can provide 30 home runs and hit 220. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's very, very talented. The injuries had 
been somewhat of a concern, right? But he looked healthy in the second half, and you mentioned the numbers and how good he already looked. Um, 144 WRC plus last year is incredible. Um, you know what? I'm also going to predict he gets his first career stolen base this year. I'm going to put him down for one stolen base for Eloy Jimenez in 2023. Dude, are you trying to like he's going to get hurt on that one stolen base? You know that's <laughs> happening. If Eloy Jimenez steals a base, he's going to get hurt. Like, get that man. It's going to be a double steal type. Thing. I need, I need the, I need Major League Baseball to adopt a uh, pinch runner for just Eloy Jimenez, so he can. Yeah. All he does is he gets up and he hits the baseball hard, and then he goes back to the bench, and that's all he does. That would be beautiful life. And the pinch runner, like those stats don't count for the pinch runner. The pinch runner actually gives his stats back to Eloy Jimenez. Um, it's just beautiful. Then we then he could be a 30-30 guy. Terrence um, Gore would have a job him. again. Eloy Jimenez. Target Eloy Jimenez. He will do right by you. Um, all right, Clyde. We got some really fun names here. Like, I'm very excited to talk about these next two right after Eloy Jimenez. Um, we're gonna move on and talk about Teoscar Hernandez because Teoscar Hernandez coming into last season was being taken. I can't remember exact ADP. I want to say he was being taken like ADP 35, like ADP 30, maybe a top 30 player. Um, people were really excited about uh Teoscar because he was coming off of a season in 2021 where he hit 296, he had 32 home runs, 12 stolen bases, 116 RBIs um with the Blue Jays, right. Then last year, he was a little slow out of the gate, I think. But, you know, he finished strong. He had a 129 WRC+. plus. He had only 267, but still hit 25 bombs. Um, only six stolen bases, and the run production wasn't what you would, you know, expect. But I kind of feel like he, uh, Tasker Hernandez at ADP 70, which is right next to where Eloy Jimenez is being taken, ADP 70, like... I think he might be both of these guys might be values of the draft. Yeah. And I I'm all in on T Oscar Hernandez as well. Moving over to Seattle um, again, a guy who strikes out too much, but overall I can look past that. He's going to have 25 to 30 home runs. Um, good enough run production. I think last year his run production was a bit down, only played 931 games, um, but a player who's a professional hitter, this guy had a, one 142 WRC plus in shortened COVID season, 132 in 2021, 129. Now I know that sounds like it's trending in the wrong direction, but there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be around that 120 type of player for WRC plus. And those are the type of players that you want to fill out your lineup with when you can, especially for the value that you're getting him. Yeah, man. I mean, like this is a guy that, he hits the ball extremely hard, 52.7% hard hit rate last year, highest of his career, a 15% barrel rate. And then the home number fly ball rate was right in line with his career. He hit the ball on the ground a little bit more, which, you know, can be fluky year to year. Maybe he, maybe he hits the ball in the air a little bit more this year, more line drives, um, you know, either or, but yeah, man, I mean, like, I almost feel like Teoscar Hernandez is a guarantee for close to 30 home runs, close to 10 stolen bases. And I don't think he's going to really hurt you in the average department. Um, I would expect 270. And then there's upside for more than that. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, like the Mariners lineup is going to be pretty damn good too. Like 
this seems like a really, really good deal for a player that last year was really hyped up. And I think maybe now we're getting an overcorrection in the other direction. So yeah, Teoscar Hernandez is a target for me as another run producer that that adds some speed there too. Um, Clay, we're just going sick player after sick player after sick player, and, and as it should be, right? These are all top one hundred players, but like the upside of these players is ridiculous. Corbin Carroll's the next one on this list, and now we're talking about a rookie who, you know. Talk about a rookie that we mentioned Michael Harris in the top 10 episode. We mentioned Julio Rodriguez and Corbin Carroll's ceiling this year is, I would say, right in line with what those guys are doing, right? Like Corbin Carroll last year um, at the minor league level or not at the minor league level, across all levels. What did he do? He hit 28 home runs. He stole 33 bags and then he makes the jump as a 21 year old to the majors um, and he really did hold his own. He hit 260 with four home runs, struck out 27% of the time, um, but had a 240 ISO. The power was there. He outperformed the expected metrics, but I don't even care. Like he hit the ball in the air. He didn't strike out too much and, you know, hit the ball decently hard Four home runs. Like the ceiling for him. Is, is that crazy to say like that? The ceiling for him this year is Michael Harris. No, he's a top he 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 was a top 10 prospect for a reason. And uh he's in a similar boat as Michael Harris coming up around the same age and um it all is going to come down to with him just like how quickly he adjusts to MLB pitching. And if that's the question you're asking, this is a guy who walked between 15 and 20% at all leagues that he he's played in throughout his career. A great approach. The strikeouts might be a little bit high, but the I it's another player that I don't care that much about the strikeouts because what he can bring to your lineup is incredible speed, power, advanced approach. Um, definitely a player that he falls into that category of people will reach for and people are going to select him much higher than his ADP because everyone wants to be on the rookie, right? They all want to have the guy on their team that explodes and has the untapped potential. And um, that's where I'm a little hesitant of selecting him. I would select him as ADP for sure, but reaching into the top 50 or something for him would be a little bit risky for me. I would not do that, but I would not be surprised if some people do. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Clay. I I think um, I would want to draft him in the 70 to 80 range, like right where his ADP is. I actually was lucky enough to get him at 105 in the draft recently, and I was like shaking in anticipation for the guy before me to draft so I could get him. I was shocked he didn't. He was on the board that long. Um, But this is, I think, back to your uh, continued point about fantasy baseball being fun. Yeah. Like drafting Corbin Carroll and having a reason to turn on late night Diamondbacks games is key i mean he's gonna produce for you in fantasy no matter what because he's gonna steal a lot of bags he's gonna hit for enough power and i think the projection systems are actually really under at rating his power like all the projection systems have him for 12 home runs to 17 home runs with a an iso under 200 but this is a guy that corporate carl's never had an iso under 240 like why now i i don't really understand that one so i i i want to give a little bit of a pro tip here 
And uh, this may not apply to you, Colby. Um, it should apply to you, though. You know, people who are social or people who are married or if, if you do other things with your time besides just watch baseball and you're between two players, select the West Coast player. 10 o'clock rolls around, you know, Wednesday night, 10 o'clock, your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, goes to bed. You turn on that Diamondbacks game, that Dodgers game, that Mariners game or whatever. You can watch your fantasy player in the late hours of the evening. You don't have to miss at bats for family dinners or anything. Complete pro tip. If you are between two players and you're stuck, pick the West Coast player. That was a That's coming from take. an East Coast person, of course. If someone in LA is listening to this, it doesn't make any sense. So only East Coast applies here. Well, then you got to draft, like, you got to get into KBO fantasy <laughs> or something at that point. Cause, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to be watching baseball during work is the struggle on the West Coast. Yeah. It's a fire take, man. That's a really fire take. And maybe like it, it's or, come from experience or, yeah. you know, a nice little, you know, glass of whiskey, tequila, maybe pop an edible, whatever your vice may be. Like, do it and watch Corbin Carroll because it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. All right. Who we got left here, man? We're, we're running down <laughs> the list Springer. pretty fast here. And we only got three more names and there are three more interesting names, but again, they come with some injury risk. I got one for you here, Clay. It's former. I wouldn't even say former. Like this is a guy that could win an MVP. Like if he, if he came out and, and hit 300 with 40 home runs and played great D. I wouldn't be shocked. Maybe not at this stage in his career. I might be overselling it, but George Springer is maybe underrated. I don't know. What do you think? I know where you're coming from, and I love George Springer. Like I try to draft him the, the previous years. I've had him on my team. Such a fun player and a fantastic player. He walks around in 10% clip, strikes out around – or under 20%, um, bring some power, brings a little bit of speed, stole, stole a career high 14 bags, or excuse me, 2015, he stole 16. But Okay, stole 14 bags last year, 25 home runs. I'm a little bit worried. He's getting up there. He's 33 years old now, which I still think there's plenty left in the tank. He has dealt with a lot of injuries over the past three seasons. Um, they've moved him kind of towards a corner outfield. I believe that's kind of what he'll be doing now, more right field, um, which isn't a concern. I still think he's a fantastic player. Um, I'm a little bit more in on like, okay, Corbin Carroll. Like, I'd rather have him than George Springer. Right? Really? I'd rather have. I think I'm I'm the opposite. Like, I I actually think that George Springer being ranked below Corbin Carroll is a little crazy. It might be a little crazy. Yeah, it, it is because George Springer is consistent. He'll put up 20 to, I mean, he's going to put up over 20 home runs, right? He's, I mean, like, he's going to bat around 260 to 270. Like he's a pretty consistent fantasy player. Here's, here's the reason to draft George Springer over Corbin Carroll. It's because not the 100% outcome for Corbin Carroll. The 100% outcome for Corbin Carroll is like literally Michael Harris, literally close to whatever Julio Rodriguez is going to do, right? But like the 70 percentile outcome for Corbin Carroll this year is like 20 home runs, maybe 18 home runs, like 18 to 20 stolen bases, and like a 275 average. Right. But like that's I think even lower than that, honestly, maybe lower. Right. 
Like George Springer does that year in and year out. Last year, 25 home runs. Then in 2021, he had 22 home runs in just 78 games. Um, Now, yes, you're right about his injury history, but I think that might be a little overblown. I think it's just that George Springer never plays a full season. Um, He hasn't played more than 140 games since 2016. So like don't expect 150 to 155 games, but He's been between 120 and 140 in every other season, except for the injury riddle of 2021. So, yeah, man, I mean, he stole 14 bags last year, and he he hadn't been a real threat on the bases in seasons past that. Like, the last time he stole more than 10 bags was in 2015 when he stole 16. So, I think I'm drafting George Springer over Corbin Carroll. Um, yeah. I, I think you've sold me on that as well. Beautiful. Love love that um all right we i think we did george Springer. so starling Marte is the next guy clay we're just moving down the list of aging speedsters that have power um starling Marte has aged a little bit more than george springer though he's <laughs> entering age 34 season and starling Marte, though the crazy thing about him is he's only gotten better as he's aged right 134 WRC plus was a career high in 2021. Then last year, a 136 WRC plus, a career high at age 33. Um, The crazy thing about Sterling Marte is he stole 47 bases in 2021, um, which was kind of nuts. I I still don't understand that fully. Do you understand that fully? No, I don't. No. (laughs) Ridiculous. Like that was something that you knew was going to come back down to earth, and it did. But he still stole 18 bags last year. He hit 16 home runs. He hit 292. This is a guy that hasn't hit below 281. Or I mean, that was in 2021. Like in a full season, he's hit he hit 295 in 2019, 310 in 2021. He hit 292 last year. Like he's been right around 300 consistently. Um, but I don't know how to gauge him this year. Like, how are you gauging him? I'm out, I think. And it's sad because I love him as a player. I do. But as a fantasy player, I'm I'm looking past to, to somebody else at this point. Um, even though, as you mentioned, career high 136 WRC plus last year, he's not going to bring you a ton of power, right? Like he'll he'll hit some home runs, you know, respectable number. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about the stolen bases and what's going to happen there. Is he going to be a guy who steals... 15 to 20 or is he going to be a guy who can steal over 30 like i don't actually know um he's stolen 30 bags or more i think four or five times in his career so he's shown the ability to do do that not some of those with his pirate stays um overall i'm just a little weary about the age and he's also a guy who has had a injury past um he's not missing complete full seasons or anything like that but the last time that he played 140 games was in you know, 2018. And he's a guy who has a lot of those nagging injuries, goes on the 15-day DL, comes back. He only played 118 time. games last year. He played 120 in 2021. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's getting up there in age. Those things are going to happen, especially for a guy as active on the base paths as he is. And the projection systems are loving him, man. But it's weird because the projection systems are give, are projecting him for like a 268 average. But then they're projecting him for 24 to 30 steals. Yeah. So 
I don't really know. It's weird. I think Starling Marte falls under the bucket for me, a guy that I'm probably not going to end up on. He's not going to end up on my team because, again, somebody else is going to take him before me. Yep. Um, he's being He's been taken as high as 38. He got taken 66 in my recent draft. Um, his ADP is 81, but I think in a lot of a lot of leagues, like if you play in a, I don't want to say sharper, but like if you play in a league where people follow baseball a lot, he's probably going to be taken ahead of that. Um, and people are need their steals, so it makes sense. But yeah, I, I agree, Clay. I think, um, yeah, as I mentioned, just a guy that that probably won't end up on my team, but I'm not, I'm okay drafting him. I like him, but. I just would rather go a different direction. He's not like a player. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's absolutely no way I would never, you know, if he was offered to me in a trade, I would be willing to take it if it made sense. There are certain players I'm just completely out on. Don't want anything to do with. He doesn't fall into that bucket. He falls into the, I'm not trying. Well, you did say you were out on him. So now you're you're out on drafting him. him. Sorry. Okay. I'm out on drafting him. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'm I'm not well, selecting him at that ADP. That's a little aggressive, in my opinion. I think you can still draft him, but just don't go Would out. Would you just draft don't... him at his current ADP? Yeah. Yeah, I think I would, but I probably wouldn't draft him because I'm drafting other players at that spot. Like, yeah. I'm probably not drafting outfield, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't know. Let's finish up here, Clay. Brian Reynolds. Brian what team Reynolds. does he play for now? Not the Marlins yet, and uh, still the Pirates, even though we've heard about the trade rumors for 400 years now. But yeah. let's keep it positive. Let's keep it positive. We got a little down there, I think, with the Starling Marte talk, and I want to bring it back up. The vibes need to return because we were so happy and glad about Teoscar and Eloy and all those guys. Are you happy about Brian Reynolds going into this year? Because he did have a down year last year, or what felt like a down year. It was still 27 home runs with seven stolen bases, but the run production was way down in the Pirates lineup. But I would say that the Pirates are building something better on offense now. Here's what I'll say. We got off to a terrible start last year and um, definitely bounced back to put up decent numbers, right? Like his, his splits towards the second half were much better. Um, Overall, I'm I'm way more interested if he's traded. And I do like what the Pirates are doing. I don't want that to come off as just like typical, like, don't know what I'm talking about, Pirates suck type person. Because I like what they're building and I like what they're doing. And I think that they have a good lineup. Um, but I, I just think he's so much more valuable on a different team um, without so much young talent surrounding him that I'm unsure about. Um, the power will be there 25 more home runs i don't see you know i don't think he's going to steal a ton of bases or anything and i think that no, he's he not going to be a 300 hitter i think he's going to be closer to the 270s than 300 which is what we saw in 2021 i think he's a good player i do not think he's 2021 brian brian reynolds but um i do think he can put up better seasons than he did in 2022 yeah i mean i kind of want to push back on your average assessment of him because in 2019, he hit 314 with a 293 expected batting average. Then he had a really bad 2020. Ridiculously bad. I'm not going to put too much weight into it. 189 average. Yeah, ridiculous. Ridiculously bad. Then in 2021, he hits 302. He has a 294 expected batting average. And then last year, he hits 262 with only 
a 306 batting average balls in play when for his career, like in 2021, he had a 345 BABIP. In 2019, he had a 387, which was definitely way too high. Like, I'm not going to say otherwise. Expected batting average last year, 249. I like, I see that too. Like, I, I'm seeing the same numbers. It just not much changed though. Like, his hard hit rate was actually the highest of his career. He didn't change his batted ball profile. He hit really kind of the same amount of ground balls, line drives, fly balls that he has for his entire career. His home run per fly ball rate actually jumped up. Like, to me, it it really seems like Brian Reynolds should bounce back this year and be closer. I'm not going to say he's going to hit 300, but I think he should hit above 280 this year. We know he hits for power, and I actually don't, mind the pirates lineup man like go buckos they 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 finally are gonna get a full season of o'neill cruz i know that i was kind of shit talking to brian hayes but he had a home run today and if he can make just a slight adjustment i'm not saying he will i'm staying away from in fantasy and i stand by that but i'm saying if he does make an adjustment this lineup could then be at a really good um andrew mccutcheon's back you have you know carlos santana who is always on base um g-man Choi's always on base like it's not a star-studded lineup but there's guys in this lineup that should be able to get on and should be able to drive brian reynolds in at least a little bit the rotation is the problem for why the pirates are going to lose okay. games like they're going to score at least some runs so I, I think that last year 74 runs and, and 62 rbis was also light like he did have 93 runs and 90 RBIs back in 2021. I think he gets back closer to that. And I think the average spikes up. So right now, like him being drafted ADP 85, you can get him at that ADP. I mean, I would, I mean, I, I would even, yeah, I would take him. I'm not taking him above Corbin Carroll though, or like a George Springer. So, you know, I think you got to take him when he gets to your ADP, but somebody might pay up for him before you. So yeah, fine draft pick. But over or under 275 average for him this year, if you just had a guess. I'm going to take over. How about 285? Oh, Clay, over 285. It's tough. I think he's right there. Like if I had to, yeah. if I had to project. And he could be. I would have to, I would say 282. That's where I'm saying. It's not, un, it's not unrealistic to see a world where he bats 282, 285, 287, something like that. Yeah. Projection systems have him for like two. Zips has him at 272. Um, Steamer has him at 265. Seems light. The Bat X has him at 274. And remember, projection systems are very, very conservative. You know what projection systems do have him doing though? Driving in more runs and scoring more runs. So, that I agree with them on. I, I think he's a fine draft pick um, if you get him in the right spot. But yeah, if you're really high on Brian Reynolds, draft him. Fun player on a bad team. Gives you a reason to watch some Pirates and O'Neill Cruz. And maybe Cabrian Hayes hopefully lifting the ball. But yeah, that's it. That's just fantasy baseball right there. Next week, we're going to be diving in. Actually, not next week. We're doing three episodes this week. So... There's We're doing more sleeper outfielders next episode. Clay will not be joining us. I'm going to bring on a, a friend of mine, Daniel Preciado. He's going to be helping me out. Um, we're going to run through the sleeper outfielders. There's a lot of them. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for sticking with us throughout these outfield episodes because they can be a little long um, because there's just so many guys to talk about, and most of these guys mash. But 
you know, we're bringing you the best knowledge. And um, Clay, you're the man. One more thing. Take us away. Send the, before we send the people home, go buy Just Baseball merchandise on our website. It's a great time of year to buy before the season starts. A lot, a lot of great stuff out there. Sweet. Yeah, that's the plug, Clay. All right. Adios. Enjoy the weekend. Actually, no, catch us Friday. Adios.